Welcome to the Truckers Mind Podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy K Fings. All right, man. Uh, we'd like to thank you for sticking around for the first three podcasts, week one, two through three. I uh, had a little technical difficulties last week, uh, so we'll go ahead, go ahead and do the podcast over and uh, put some more emphasis on the podcast. Um, we're gonna get right into it. All right, we'll be starting off with black stereotypes since me and Keith are black. We're just going to speak from our perspective about some things that maybe some people might be getting wrong. I think there's some truth behind some stereotypes, but there's also a lot of bullshit. So, all right, we'll start off with uh, one black stereotype, and that's the whole uh, the weed thing. I just don't buy into the every, every black guy smokes weed thing. And I know somebody's going to be thinking like, wow, I don't think every black person smokes weed. Okay. Then a lot of people do, because I've been approached many times by strangers like, hey, man, where the weed at, bro? Hey, hey, what's up, my G? Where the weed at? I'm thinking like, my G? I'm like, man, I'm fucking 33 years old, man. I'm almost in my mid-30s, and I got some little teenage kid approaching me like that. Like, man, there was one time that I knew that I was approached about the weed shit because I was black. Uh, I was at a gas station in a predominantly, predominantly white area. And uh, I was the only black guy at the station. You got all these people around. <laughs> Kid approaches me only. Hey, what's up, bro? Uh, where's the weed at, man? You know, where you get some grass? <laughs> I was like, uh, no, man, I don't I don't know. I should have told him I was a cop. Ah, yeah. He'd be like, oh, sir, I'm sorry, sir. I, I, I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that, that's one thing that's really fucked up. Yeah. Uh, you got anything, Keith? Yeah, I've been approached a couple times, you know what I mean? Just maybe a mech. I, I think there was one time I was, I might have been like walking to work and this Mexican dude rolling by on his bike, like, like basically trying to like sell me weed as I'm walking to work. <laughs> <laughs> like, nah, bro, I'm going to work. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm trying to buy no weed from you. I don't smoke anyway, but I definitely trying to buy no weed from you just on the street. Yeah, was he on a bike? Yeah, I, I wasn't. I was walking. No, I'm talking about him. Yeah, he was on a bike. Like, bro, if you was on a bike, the weed you selling must be fucked up. <laughs> yeah, he invented mobile weed services. <laughs> <laughs> you old tricycles, <laughs> old weed tricycle bike driving motherfucker. Weed <laughs> on, weed on wheels. <laughs> yeah, weed on. <laughs> you old, uh, uh, old, uh, uh, my my back tire is flat while I'm trying to sell weed. Looking ass. <laughs> If you look, man, my thing is this: I don't smoke, but here's the thing: if you walk up on me with a bicycle, I'ma just have to pray for you because you selling some fucked up weed. You ain't making no money. If you had like a nice ass car, you're not gonna be pulling up on nobody asking them where the weed, uh, would they like to buy weed? Because everybody coming to you, they know you. Those are the type of people that ain't really, they ain't really like full-time sellers. Yeah. They may like buy some weed, like buy more than they really need. And then, you know, they might want to, you know, buy, buy a hamburger or something. Yeah. So they just want to sell like, you know, a little nick, yeah. a little dime or something Yeah, like they're that. just trying to sell enough weed to get a little cheeseburger. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that, that child support is tearing their ass up. <laughs> they got to get some, uh, sell some weed to alleviate that child support money because it's tax-free, you know? <laughs> they probably ain't paying child support. I don't I don't know the child support to take that money yeah, out to check. Garnish in they check. Yeah, yeah, the child yeah. support to bend you over like take this, nigga. <laughs> 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 nah, but I mean that's that's one thing. It's the weed thing. 
Another one that's that's pretty annoying, believe it or not. It, people, for some reason, people think that uh, black men are flattered by this stereotype, the big dick thing. First of all, I think it's highly disrespectful. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I think that is because it's not like some endearing, like, it's not like a sign of endearment when you when people crack these jokes. Like, it'll be like some chick somewhere you'll be talking to her, be like, "Oh, bro, she ain't ready for that BBC, bro," or something. <laughs> you'd be like, "What?" <laughs> like, dude. First of all, like, I don't ever, I don't feel comfortable with another man mentioning the size of my penis. I don't think that that's something that we should ever have dialogue about. I, I think that you are totally out of fucking line, and I think it's, I don't think it's funny. That sounds crazy. Yeah. I, it, it sounds crazy. It is crazy. Yeah. I don't walk up to some other people who are like, yeah, bro, you ain't ready. Uh, yeah, she ain't ready for that that BBC. Is she ready for that white that white cock, bro? <laughs> That's ignorant, bro. It's, what is it, that a BWC? What? <laughs> BWC. Oh, BWC. <laughs> big, big white cock. <laughs> oh, that don't even sound right coming out of my mouth, dude. No pun intended. <laughs> No homo there. No homo. No homo. Yeah. But that's also something that's ridiculous. Another one is that black people steal. Um, the oh, whole man. the whole thief. Oh, actually, let me backtrack. Let me backtrack. Okay, here's another thing, too. Uh, in correlation with the whole the, the whole black guy, uh, big dick thing. Uh, also, the white girls. Like, they make it like every black dude is in love oh, with white girls. Oh, my God. Like, first off, I love white women. I love all women. But... They make it like we trying to sacrifice white girls or something. Like yeah. we just we standing around a campfire like white girls, ah, you know. Like, yeah. Ain't nobody doing that, man. Yeah. I think that women, white women, are just women like everyone else. Mm-hmm. I, I I take interest to them like I would any other woman, but to assume that black dudes just love white girls that's extremely false. Yeah. Extreme, at least from what I've seen in my life as a black man, I will say that that is a very false stereotype. Yeah. You know, you see a lot of interracial relationships, especially nowadays. It ain't just like black dudes and white girls. Like, that's just bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, elaborate on that, bro. Yeah, man. All black dudes don't like white girls. So, you know what I mean? I think, I think for, even, in, in, even if they do, um, I would say a lot of them that, you know, maybe even dating a white girl, aren't dating a white girl just because it's a white girl. They're dating a girl because, they like you know, her. they actually like the girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, <clears throat> that's what I would do it for, at least. And I, I think that there's a terrible misconception, too, within the black community that when a black man dates outside of his culture, that it's because, a, oh, a white woman is weak and and uh, he only want a white girl so he can run her over. Like, no, nah, that's a woman thing. Mm-hmm. A white woman is not weak. Mm-hmm. The, if uh, if any man can run a woman over, then she is weak individually. It has nothing to do with her culture. Yeah. I have a buddy of mine that is married to a white woman, and she is not taking his shit at all. So I think it's complete bullshit, and it's it's bad because as a black man, we get put in a we get put in a bad place. Because if we date anybody out of our culture, they'd be like, "Oh, he got a white girl. He in the sucking yeah. place, or he a coon, or." This, I'm just thinking like, dog, like, don't label me. Like, I don't like to be labeled just because, you know, I, I'm stepping outside the norm. That's completely ignorant. Yeah. And it, it happens too often. Um, uh, and it's, in that regard, I just think it's, it's not cool because it, 
you just get a lot of noise. You hear a lot of noise whenever you uh, decide to uh, date any woman outside of your culture. Mm-hmm. In the black culture, it's like you really, you really get it the worst. Yeah, you know that's kind of an assumption, but I would say as a black man, we get it bad if we decide to do that. Yeah, it, I, I, for me too, it's also, it's, um, it's a strange thing because sometimes you'll meet these, you'll meet someone, and they're like the most pro-black person you've ever heard of. Like, you yeah, know, they hate white people. Yeah, they for real. They, you know what I mean. <laughs> they super like pro. Like they probably would have been a Black Panther if they was born. <laughs> <laughs> at an earlier time period. And then, you know what I mean? You have these conversations with them about black empowerment and we need to do this, man. Brothers need to do this. We need to get together. We need to come together as one and start, you know, building uh, our own economy. And then, you know, a wife will, or, you know, they'll meet their wife for lunch or something like that. And she's like the most pastiest white girl. <laughs> you'd, be like, <laughs> you'd be like, dang, I thought... I don't know. I, there's nothing wrong with that, but it, it no. is just strange when you just see that. You'd be like, dang, I thought, you know, as much as you was preaching to us, I thought you would have had you a yeah. saying Nubian queen or something. Mm, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, there there is so much to elaborate on in regards to black stereotypes. Also, you know, that we steal and we're bad fathers and mm-hmm. all those things. And, you know, my father raised me, you know, uh, good or bad, you know, he was there. And also yours was there as well, Keith. So, yeah. you know, um, I just think that's bullshit, too. You got a gnat in the house. This one is It's so annoying, annoying, man. It's like if you ever leave a piece of fruit out or, you know, you uh, like let's say you have your trash and you leave the lid open or you you're, you freaking leave an orange peel, then you have a fucking gnat in your house. You're like, God damn it. Mm-hmm. I think it's multiple. Yeah, I think so. I think we had a technical difficulty. Nah, we're good. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. There's just It's just a lot of bullshit, man. Yeah. Uh, and what happens is people, people will look at us through a scope that's kind of like not accurate. And it has a lot to do with um, these stereotypes. You know, sometimes you, you go to a job or you... You go uh, certain places and people don't take you seriously. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that, you know, they, they have a preconceived notion of what your character may be based on the fact that, oh, man, uh, last time I hired a black dude, they stole from here, you know, or, or they did this or that. And it's like we don't get a fair shake. Yeah. You know, we don't get a fair shake. We get we get judged based off, okay, one black guy could do some really dumb shit. Mm-hmm. And then from that point forward, there are businesses and other establishments that don't trust any black people going forward. Yeah. Where, I mean, where there'll be a white guy that does the same exact dumb shit that that black guy did, but he is more trusted universally than than a black guy. That's just how society is. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to make anybody feel bad for that. Like, oh, you know, you know, it's not fair. You know, white privilege. Like, I'm not saying all that. All I'm saying is, is the fact that that's real. Mm-hmm. And if I had to describe white privilege, it has nothing to do with money or class. It has to do with the assumption that a person is better than the other. That is like, that is the bear. It don't matter if you're Will Smith, right? 
It's the assumption that someone is better than the other. Because I've watched stories of black criminals and white criminals doing the same shit. Mm-hmm. But the way people elaborate on those stories, they don't have the same energy. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, yeah, I think um, with that too, it's like there's a lot of um, even like the most simplest, like just relationships. Yeah. Like people, there could be you know you, you may have a friend you know you may have a friend that you play with you know as a kid growing up in your little neighborhood in your apartment complex in your projects or whatever. And, you know, it could be your best friend in the world. Yeah. And, you know, when that kid goes back into his house, it's like, you know what I mean? The parents are like, you know, be careful, you know, don't go in their house or, you know what I mean? Just, you know, putting little seeds in their mind about like how you should, you know, be weary around this person or something like that. And it's just like, yeah, we can't, you know, we can't ever win. I I just think that. Uh, not too long ago, I seen, uh, well, actually it was yesterday. Uh, before I went to the movies, I went and grabbed some snacks from the store. And I seen this little Mexican boy, this black boy, this white kid. They all had, like, dirt on them. But you can tell they was outside playing and shit. They came in the store to get some candy. And I, when I seen them in there, man, it was, like, the most innocent, cool thing ever. Because it, as adults, we, we, we get away from that. I mean, remember those, I, I think we all remember those days when we had friends and we didn't label them by race. We seen they were black or Mexican or white or whatever, and we didn't care. But as we get older, you know, people tend to uh, separate themselves by race, class, everything. You know what I mean? And it, it's fucked up. It, it's bad, man. It's some people that I knew when I was a kid, and then when I see them later on in life, I was like, hey, how's everything going? And they barely wanted to even talk to me. You know, and I'm not just going to say, oh, it's because I'm black. It's because some people separate themselves so much by class and race that now we adults and we can't even, you know, be cool no more because it's just how it's just, it's like all those seeds that have been planted in a young person's mind as they get older. Now them plants have grown and they totally separate themselves, you know, and it's, it's fucked up. Mm-hmm. But I've seen it. I, I even have some teammates that I play football with and. They was hanging around everybody. Everybody was cool back in the day, and now they don't talk to nobody. You know, like nobody. Just, it's just, it's just one of those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, I didn't elaborately deep dive deep enough into the black experience. Uh, but I mean, hey, I'll be sitting here all day talking about this shit. Yeah, because it's a whole lot of shit that goes on uh, that. Typically, people would not comprehend or understand. Yeah. Um, but it's not a boohoo, uh, Phil Safferetti story, you know. Yeah. <laughs> also, just, there's some. Also, there's some stereotypes that you know we get we um, that get put on black people that I feel like we can like take the power away from like the stereotype in what, a sense. Like what the grape soda shit. Yeah, like grape soda or <laughs> watermelon or, or chicken or something yeah. like that. It's like there's nothing wrong with eating chicken. No, you know what I mean? everybody likes fried chicken. Everybody likes chicken. Everybody Watermelon is like the it's most universal. nourishing fruit you can ever eat. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So, you know what I mean? There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, watermelon is great, man. Yeah. Tastes like white girls, though. I'm messing with you, man. 
and the stereotype lives on. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, watermelon fried chicken. Great. First of all, grape grape uh, soda is fucking gross. It, <laughs> it it tastes like some cough medicine. No, 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 no. Grape soda tastes like that fucking Flintstone vitamin that nobody ate. That purple one that was nasty. That's what grape soda tastes like, except with carbonation. I ain't gonna front. I like grape soda. Grape Kool-Aid, on the other hand, oh, that's another stereotype. <laughs> oh, <laughs> ain't nothing wrong with God. drinking Kool-Aid. Kool-Aid is fire, and it got a lot of water in it, so you know no. what I'm saying? If you, Don't try uh, to rationalize that you, shit. Uh, you know what I'm saying? You get hydrated <laughs> and a little bit of sugar at the same time. It, I, look, I'm not going to rationalize grape soda or Kool-Aid. If you like it, you like it. I don't like either one. They're both loaded with sugar and and nasty. You mm-hmm. know, fried chicken, I love it. I don't hardly ever eat it just because I know there's a huge health risk involved with fried chicken. But yeah, um, I grew up eating it, especially at family outings and whatnot. Uh, but it's just like the first. It's like the first thing people think about is fried chicken when they see black people. Like, like look at them over there congregating. They're thinking about what fried chicken they're gonna eat. <laughs> and they laugh and crack these black jokes. <laughs> and look, hey, I'm, that's another thing too. If you crack black jokes, I'm not mad at you, man. I'm not mad at you because culturally, culturally we all do it. Everyone is not a hundred percent like I would never speak about black people or I would never talk about white. That's a goddamn lie. I would never talk down on the on the colored race. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> shut your lying ass up. When it when it comes down to it, I know that you know uh, uh, black people will crack jokes on Mexicans. I know Mexicans crack jokes on black people. I know white people crack jokes on Mexicans, black people, and it's a full circle. I know this. Mm-hmm. Nobody is <clears throat> nobody is not cracking jokes. And I've cracked jokes on uh, uh, Indian people before or uh, Asian people before. You know what I'm saying? And my thing is, is it's not so much like it's just some racist shit. I would never, ever treat anyone disrespectfully. But have I cracked a joke? Fuck yeah. Everybody has. Mm. Everybody has. And if if you haven't or you say you haven't, you a goddamn lie. Because I already know. I know people got black jokes. Like, if you listen to this podcast right now, you probably got so many loaded up black jokes. You got like a fucking nine millimeter gun loaded with black jokes. Like pow, pow, pow. Got you, Tyrone. <laughs> I ain't can't, mad at you, man. Can't I'm, play basketball anymore, Tyrone. Pow, pow, pow. Yeah, shot. I, I just took your scholarship away. And shot your knees. <laughs> you can't dunk anymore, huh? <laughs> Man, yo, Tyrone is actually a basketball player. Yeah, from Bakersfield, oh, Tyrone man, Wallace. That's not good. Yeah, that's shout not out good. To Ty- shout out to Tyrone, man. I'm actually supposed to be uh, doing some filming for them. Awesome. Awesome. Um, man, all, it, we didn't, I kind of went off on a tangent, but you know what? At the end of the day, I, I'm not going to hold anybody like and be like, oh, you know, you talk about black people, that's fucked up. My thing is, is if you cracked a black joke, and you cracked many of them. I don't give a fuck. I really don't. Yeah. I think that how you treat someone means so much more. That's you know. Um, in addition to that, it doesn't make you a racist, bro. It does not make you a racist if you don't crack some black jokes. But if you <clears throat> treat me fucked up or treat me differently because of who I am, then that's a different story. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody. I'm telling you right now. If somebody listens to this podcast, they're like, "Oh yeah." You know, when I see Eddie, I'm going to crack a black joke. Mm-hmm. Just make sure I'm having a good day because I might bust you in your mouth if you 
<laughs> yeah. The worst thing you can do is tell a black person a black joke that isn't funny. Oh man, yeah. Make sure it's a good black joke. That would man. just ruin everything. Gotta, yeah. Make sure it's an actual colorful. No pun intended. Make sure it's a colorful joke. Yeah. If, if you say it, it's something that we could like. I've had the homie, one of the homies, crack some black jokes, and I fucking was dying. But it was actually funny. Yeah. It wasn't offensive, but it was a black joke, and I laughed. Yeah. But if I'm not laughing, I'm just thinking like, yo, like, don't ever do that again. Mm-hmm. Don't do that again, Scott. <laughs> Come on, Thomas. <laughs> uh, I was trying to think, what is like, what is like, okay, because you know you got super black names. <laughs> what is the whitest name like ever? Ted. No, not no, Ted. no. Blake. 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 Bl- a good one. Blake Balake. <laughs> Balake, get your ass up. <laughs> yeah. That that at all oh, another one too is it's not actually a stereotype. It's it's bad. The the names, the black names like uh Tyranesha and Sakadisha and all of those names. Watermelonisha. Well, oh, that was fucked up. I, I laughed though. This one dude was naming off black names and he said, Watermelonisha? I was dying. He said Watermelonisha, bruh. Oh man, I was dead. That's funny. Oh man. Black people got we gotta work on that. We can't be naming our kids. It's, no it's outrageous. Not at all. You can't put an Isha on everything. Mm-mm. Michael nah. Isha. Michael Isha. And then and then when it with the black men names, it's like Day <clears throat> Daquan or Taekwon. It's like, bruh, where the fuck did these names come from? Jaquan. Jaquan. It's like, man. Police ain't gonna give you a chance. They they said, "Oh, his name is Jaquan. Pull him over right now." Chiquan. He like half black, half Chinese. Uh, you said what? His name Chiquan. <laughs> <laughs> his mom Asian. His dad black. So they just oh uh, damn. So the, the, his parents met. His dad owned a fried chicken place, and his mom worked at a nail salon. <laughs> they sell fried chicken and Chinese food. You get chow mein and fried chicken. <laughs> oh, oh man, that's the only you can get chow mein and collard greens at the same place. Ba- baked macaroni and cheese and motherfucking fortune cookies. <laughs> Horrible. Oh, that's calm. Oh, you man. get egg rolls and yams in the same. <laughs> <laughs> Fried chicken egg rolls. Oh, oh man. Oh, man. Those are like outside of uh, those uh, flop things. Oh, in the it's like an outside bug, man. Mm-hmm. When I had that screen door open. Oh, man. All right. We'll go ahead and move and switch lanes, man. Free thought. Are you thinking freely? Are you really thinking freely? Are you being, what's the word? I won't say Program basically a lot of our yeah. thoughts are programmed whether we realize it or not. I'm also guilty of this I have said things based off what I saw and I seen other people see and I thought that hey That's that's my opinion when in actuality it was not mm-hmm. You have to be a free thinker. You, you cannot allow yourself to be in a situation where oh I seen this I think this oh 12 people said this. That's what I thought mm-hmm. I seen. Mm-hmm. Well, let me say this. No, you need to wait. Whenever you get information, take time to process it. Don't just jump on the next 
thing smoking and say, oh, okay, that's what's going on. Okay, for example, I don't want to really, like, revisit this too much, but recently the whole Kanye uh, West uh, debacle. Basically, he had mentioned something about slavery, saying that, you know, it was a choice. But what he had said, even though I feel it was a poor choice of words, the words were misconstrued. What yeah. he basically said was this, okay? He said that slavery basically became a choice. Like, it wasn't, it, it, it wasn't a choice, but it became a choice because they were mentally enslaved as yeah. well as physically enslaved. Like, they had the numbers to get away or to rebel, but they were already, they were so beaten down and mentally enslaved that they didn't even fight back. Yeah. So what happened is, is they kept playing a 50-second snippet instead of showing the full interview to everyone. Mm -hmm. And everybody's like, he said slavery was a choice. Oh, my God. He said slavery was a choice. Oh, my God. Yeah. Did you even try to process what the man said? Exactly. Like, nobody <clears throat> processed it. Do I think it was a great... Do I think it was a great thing to say? Of course not. Mm -hmm. But... For him to think freely enough, even though he has a mental issue problem, but for him to think <laughs> freely enough to say that, it says a lot about everyone else more than him because everybody jumped down his throat with the same opinion. Nobody really was thinking freely enough to say, you know what, Kanye, I see what you, I disagree with you, but I agree with the point of this, or I see this. Did you know you could completely disagree with someone and still see a form of validity in their opinion. Mm -hmm. You don't gotta be like, fuck you, Kanye, you coon, you whitewash, you know, all you like is white girls and white socks and, and, and hmm. you a bitch. You know, like, <laughs> it's just dumb. Yeah. And typically what I see people do when they're not free thinking is they will go as low as to call someone a name and leave it alone. Like, don't do that. Yeah. Calling people coons. Once you start calling people names, then I discredit everything you're saying. Because mm -hmm. you took the low, you act like a fucking fifth grader. You know, it's like, can you have like, si like civil discourse with someone if you disagree with them? And what Kanye said about Trump made a lot of sense when he said, you know, if we disagree with someone and we hate them, and we like, I hate, 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 and all we just had this, this circulation of hate that's not working, why don't we try love? And That's I thought right. about it. I thought about it. And I was like, yo, like he owned us something. And, and the reason why I say that is because this shit ain't working. Think about all the things we do on a daily basis. It's a bunch of news circulating. There's more awareness to police brutality and social inequality and, and uh, women being violated. There is more than enough information being circulated on the Internet. There's more awareness than ever. But we're not resolving it. And it's because we... We typically were not proactive in resolving anything. All we do is talk, 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 and say the same shit, and then nothing happens. Mm -hmm. So, I think, like you know, as far as, far as thinking, thinking freely. <clears throat> yeah, I guess part of it is if you, um, if you're scrolling through social media all day, and generally the people that you follow are people. Um, that are like-minded, so there you, you know, know most of your friends on Facebook, you're probably um, whatever political affiliation you have. They, they, the majority of them will probably be, you know, in that same left or right or whatever like that. So, um, 
I think, you know, if you see something so many times, you're almost like geared to, to agree with whatever statements they're making. So, you know, I, I, I feel like sometimes you just need to turn the noise down and just yeah. look at, you know, look at things for what it was and not look at the comments. Like if you want to watch a video on Instagram, a quick news clip, Very true. watch it and think about it and, you know, form an opinion on your own. And then you can go down and like look at the comments and, you know, formulate an opinion <coughs> That's because, true. So, you know, so part of it is like, like, yeah, like what you were saying, like people were jumping down Kanye West's throat and I feel like the majority of the things that he was saying were wrong yeah. and but a lot of it was just like you can say anything words are you know aren't always the entire meaning exactly you know someone's intentions are just as important as what the words they're saying exactly when Donald Trump is like, you know, black people, you don't really have, you know, much going on for yourself, so you might as well vote for me. Like, that's the most negative thing you can say. Yeah. But, you know, something that Kanye West is saying, and, you know, and you know his history, and you know, you know, what he's done, or what, you know, what kind of music he's put together, and, you know, you know how his mom was, you know, how he raps about his mom, exactly. you know, being proactive in the black community exactly. when she was alive. Like you can't you can't really compare those two, you know what I mean? And and also like the the versions of the narrative that we were getting was like short forms and there were either tweets or yes. Instagram Clips. videos. Yeah. And you know and you know, all of these news outlets they're they're only gonna put stuff out that can stir up yeah, stir up um you know, more views or more clicks or exactly. more likes or whatever. So, you know, you can't, you can't, you can't be brainwashed by these social media outlets because very true. They, you know, every there, there's a bias in everything. You know what I mean? You know, some, you know, some people like Fox News. Some people hate CNN. Some people don't like MSNBC. Yep. And it's just like <clears throat> you got to realize that these people are only trying to cater towards their, their audience. audience. TMZ is only TMZ is only for getting views on their page. Exactly. That's how they make their money. Yeah. The headline is going to be however, you know, whatever it is. I haven't um, seen the whole thing with, when Kanye West is, was in the TMZ office, but the first thing when I seen it, I was like, man, like where is the whole thing of this because mm -hmm. I know it is. It looked ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Like the way they edited it, it was yeah. like Kanye West is just like slavery was a choice, and then this guy is like responding, and he he had like a profound statement. Uh, I think his name is Van Lathan. Yeah, like Lathen. a pro profound statement. I was like, damn, this is kind of like well put together. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I kind of want to hear what what more of what Kanye West was saying, because like I need I need the real. I need exactly. the real. I, I don't want, like, you know, TMZ to try to, like, brainwash me into mm -hmm. thinking, you know, something um, extremely bad happened. And, and this is my issue with TMZ. Van Lathan from there uh, has been there quite a while. He's kind of well-known at TMZ. Uh, when he responded to Kanye West, he said, what you're saying is doesn't mean anything. It's the absence of thought. Now, honestly, Van Lathan, you work for a company that – always processes like <laughs> everything y'all put out is absence of thought. 
your whole company, TMZ is a big shitstorm. All they do is find, they find vulnerable celebrities in situations and put that out. Yeah, that I, don't know, I, don't know if, I don't know if Van Lathan should make that statement while he's working at TMZ. Thank you. It's like you're exploiting Kanye West's life every single day. Yeah. You're exploiting like these black athletes. You're exploiting yep. like these black inner Kevin Hart, Tristan yeah. Thompson, Thompson, Kanye, Kanye West, West. Yep. Jay Z and mm-hmm. Beyonce and the Elevator, <laughs> yep. Ray Rice. Ray Rice. Every every, every sing- day. You know what I mean? Every single day. But and then you want to get up and be like, you "This be, is the absence of thought." Yeah. You want to be super. <laughs> you want to be super pro black. You want to be Black Panther black on motherfucking TMZ. Blackity black black. Blackity black. <laughs> Wakanda looking ass motherfucker. <laughs> you want to be like that, but you're a contradiction because if you if you're standing firm in how you really believe and what you believe in, then I don't think you'd be working for TMZ. I, I I understand that because here's the thing, man. I think one of the smartest things you can do, and we talked about this last night. Like we talked about Michael B. Jordan turning down a lot of roles and this and that because he actually only does roles that he believes in doing. And then uh, uh, Charlemagne the God said. This might hurt him a little bit, but it ain't hurt Michael B. Jordan yet. Because mm-hmm. when you truly believe in something, then you're going to basically be in, in, a, in a situation or a position that's not going to compromise your beliefs. Now, Van Lathan, if you believe that um, this is the absence of thought and I'm hurt, brother, I'm hurt, then why the fuck you working for TMZ then? All you do is hurt other black people. That's all you do is hurt other black people, but you talking about I'm hurt. Man, nobody care about you being hurt. And in addition to this is Kanye West said some things that I'm just like, what? But you got to understand, his men- I've seen mental illness in my own family. A lot of things that Kanye West says is very forward thinking and genius, but it's also crazy because he's at a battle, mental battle with himself. So you got to take the good with the bad. With the bad. Some of the shit he says, you got to take it with a grain of salt. And the other shit, you'd be like, you know what? Got a great point. Mm-hmm. But don't just be quick to call Kanye a genius because he might be not on his medication. You know what I'm mm-hmm. <laughs> But Van Lathan, man, I'm not like, man, shut up, dog. And um, nobody at TMZ is free thinking. Mm-hmm. Even, even the, 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 the main guy said, you know what? I was thinking about what you were saying, and you were right that we don't think freely. But, well, dude, first of all, you part of it. Why do you think Kanye West is at TMZ? If you caught the whole interview, he also talked about why he got liposuction. He said he got liposuction and was taking um, uh, opiates because he didn't want them to be calling him fat at the wedding. So you got you got Kanye West, who is a extremely talented and successful musician, but he's worried about people calling him fat. TMZ saying that he gained weight. So you guys are affecting the culture. Mm-hmm. You got Kanye West of all people insecure about his body. The craziest thing about that is that I just thought about is his mom died getting a breast reduction. Yes. So and he, you know, going into uh, you know getting liposuction, you know this. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah, it's sad. He was, and then he was taking <clears throat> opiates. He was like, it said, I guess he was taking like one or two pills a week. And then after he got out the hospital, he was addicted to it. He was taking seven pills. He said he was high out of his mind. And then everybody, he was telling them this, and they was just like looking at, looking around, like, oh, oh, he he is a human being after all. People ain't shit. They they treat 
musicians and celebrities like objects or gods. Mm-hmm. Oh, Kate Winslet wore this dress. It was strikingly beautiful. Who gives a fuck? Mm-hmm. These are human beings. The only difference between us and them is their celebrity and tax bracket. They are exactly the same, mm-hmm. you know? And we'll, I think we're going to end up touching upon this later on when we get on another topic. I'm almost certain. Hmm. <laughs> but yeah, um, you got to question how free you're thinking. You know, are people programming you? Are, are, are your thoughts like, are your thoughts really like your thoughts? Are they marinating in your mind? Because you're, the only thoughts that you really have are the ones that marinate overnight, sit there. Um, yeah. They develop over time. They don't, they're not microwavable opinions. I think one of those two is like, that I see a lot is like the Trump bashing. Oh, yeah. It's like at a certain point, you just got to be like, he's the president. And yeah. <laughs> like, it don't matter. You yeah. Know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> Like, some people voted for him, some people didn't. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you know, he's got a job to do, and he's doing his job, and mm-hmm. whether you like it or not, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You know I, I mean? There's nothing you could do. I think there are still people literally crying from the day he became president. Me, I've, I've voiced my opinion on Trump a few times, and I was, you know, voicing my opinion. I caught myself voicing my opinion too much on Trump. Yeah. And then I had to question myself. And I said, hey. I understand I'm not big on him, but how does he really affect my life? Yeah. I get up and put my work boots on every day. He doesn't do that for me. The only person that could change that the, my the, the the person that is in control of my destiny is looking at me in the mirror every day. Mm-hmm. It's not Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we could only be so mad at Donald Trump and be like, oh, you know, he's doing this and he's gonna we can't say <clears throat> what the fuck he's gonna do. We really don't. I think for for me, I I don't know if this is real or not, but what I'm thinking, I was thinking at the time, is that I wasn't even, like, I honestly think Donald Trump is, like, really hilarious. <laughs> like, he's, he's extremely funny. And it's usually only funny when he's not talking about black people, when he's talking about other stuff. But, um... But um, I was—I don't think I was mad at Donald Trump for running for president and actually winning. I was—I was more so disappointed in you know the however many millions of people that voted for him because those are the people you actually you know come in contact with. Those yeah. are the people that actually you know you're brushing shoulders with in the mm-hmm. real world. And for the most part, you know anything that Donald Trump has done has not affected me. Maybe if I was Mexican, I would have more, you know, yeah. hate towards him or disdain or whatever. But yeah, or maybe if I was, you know, from the Middle East or whatever. But yeah, I don't know. There, I, you know, there's a lot of, you know, I, I just think, you know, <clears throat> from us, um, black people, I think more or less, if we're offended, it would be more or less because he considers us more like a waste like a waste of time. Like, hey, you ain't got nothing else going on for you. Mm-hmm. You know? So, I think look that... At that <laughs> look at that African-American over there. Yeah, look at him over there. He said something crazy in a rally once. It's, I was like, what? Oh, he did. He said, look at that. It's my, it's my African-American brother over there. Yeah. And he said something. I forgot what he said, but it was just like, it was just so horrible. You can't... Like, I don't know. That's the thing, too. It's like, maybe that... Maybe it doesn't affect me that much just because, to me, it just feels like a reality show. 
Yeah, it does. Like I literally watch his rallies and just laugh. Yeah. Like this is like this is who y'all voted for. Yeah. You know what? I'm gonna keep it 100 too. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this, and nobody thought about this, but this is what free thinking gets you. We understand that Donald Trump was not uh, the uh, it was not a great candidate to have. I, I say uh, Hillary Clinton really wasn't either. But let's just flip it around, right? Let's say the Democrats. Let's say that. Um, Let's say that John McCain was a Republican and Donald Trump was a Democrat, right? Democrats would still vote for Donald Trump, guaranteed. Just because there are so many Democrats and Republicans that are blindly for one party, they're not going to vote for the most, uh, uh, the most uh, uh, real candidate or genuine candidate. They're just I don't gonna think vote. You, can, you can't say that. I, I can because if, that, if that's the case, then why didn't why didn't Hillary win? Well, I, that's hard to say. But well, the thing with Trump is that a lot of his stuff that there's be, being a Democrat and being a Republican is so polarizing. So if yeah. you were to say that people would still vote for Donald Trump, it would almost be like it would almost be impossible because he's basically disrespected every minority in the country somehow. Well, yeah. And a lot of minorities are Democrats, so yeah. I'm not sure how... That is, that's a great point. That's yeah. actually, that, that actually debunks my point. Yeah. Because that, that's true. Um, that maybe, the, reason, there was an, maybe there might be an equivalent, though. Like, if, if he's disrespecting, like, poor white people or something. Who knows? Uh, They'd be like, you're like, I don't care about you, Billy. <laughs> You know, Billy Bi in the trailer park. Billy you don't got trailer, nothing going for you. Billy on a trailer park and air, on airport drive. We don't <laughs> care about you. We know this, your trailer's breaking down. This is going to be huge. You out in Oildale. <laughs> oh, no. You O-Aiders. It's going to be huge. We're going to build a wall. <laughs> keep everybody out except you guys. You're going to build a wall around oil Oh, man. Yeah, they man. Had a, um, they had the house that George Bush's, uh, George, what is it, Barbara Bush? Uh-huh. They just, I think they, somehow they had the house, because you know they used to live in Oildale, right? What? Yeah, the Bush family used to live. They used to have a house in Bakersfield. Oh, okay. Yeah, so they they showed the house. I don't know if any. I don't think. I don't know if anybody lives there or not. But they showed the house on the news, basically saying like, "Oh, this is where uh, this is where um, the Bush family used to live." Okay, if anybody heard that, he just killed <laughs> killed a fly that flew on my leg and smacked the fuck out of me. <laughs> but hey, it was a good. Hey, he instance, killed it. Man. He got it. Instance. He got it. You know, that's those African uh, Wakanda instincts that black people have. You see a fly. African music come on. Kill that fly. <laughs> nah, man. Um, but go ahead. I'm sorry. I think I cut you off. You're talking about the house there? Yeah, I don't I don't know. I, I know it's somewhere out in Oildale, but basically they, you know, they have a house out there. He t Actually, George Bush talked about it. He went on one of those late night shows. It might have been like Jimmy Kimmel or something like that. And he talked about how he used to spend like summers in Bakersfield and stuff like that. So, 
That's awesome. Little fun fact for you. Yeah, um, Bakersfield is definitely a like blue collar Republican uh, city. That's what people don't realize. Yeah. Okay. Now, getting back to uh, uh, why uh, Mexican people will be uh, offended by Trump. Okay. This is this is the reason why. Now, although I may not be Mexican, I will say this. I personally feel that a Mexican person would be offended, not on based on the fact that, you know, they were born here and uh, they have their God-given right. And even if their parents are um, American citizens already, what it is, it's not just that. It's the fact that they have an uncle, an aunt, a brother, somebody who is a valuable citizen who is trying to get into this country or they don't have the resources back where they're from. And they come here, even if it's illegally, because they want a better life. But yet, they're being depicted as rapists or being depicted as, you know, uh, gang members or whatever the case. Mm -hmm. When in actuality, I can't paint this beautiful picture of every Mexican person that comes into this country. But I will say, I got homies where they both their parents were not legal, uh, but they were born, they were born here, and their parents stay working to make sure they provide for them whatever they needed. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And um, also, in addition to that, that although the parents may have not been from America and they may have not been here legally and they had their children here, a lot of those children became successful, became lawyers, became police officers, became uh, uh, army, marines. I've seen it personally. I'm not... Like, you know, just talking out of my ass. Okay. So I have seen those scenarios happen when it came from when they when it came from parents who were not uh, did not have uh, the legal rights to be in this country. I think we need reform. We gotta find a way to make this shit work. But I think, you know, building a wall is a waste of money. A big fucking waste, first of all. Do I think illegal uh, 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 illegal immigration is right? I don't believe it is, but I'm not. I'm saying that as a, as a general deal, whether it be from Africa, Mexico, Japan, wherever. I think we got to find a way to make it work, though. If if somebody is is providing for their family in this country, we got to make it work. What's wrong with providing for your family? And if if supposedly Mexicans are stealing American jobs, what job are they stealing from Americans? Like, uh, last time I checked, I don't want to be uh, in 110 degree heat in the fields. That's a stereotype. What? You basically said Mexicans be working. No, no, field. I'm not saying all of them. I'm just saying. I'm, because it's, it's a ton of different jobs that Mexican people do. It's not just the field work. But when you go drive past the fields, you will predominantly see Latinos, Mexicans in the fields. It's the truth. You're not going to see white guys. You're not yeah. going to see a bunch of black guys bent over. It's the truth. So my thing is this. If they're stealing American jobs, what jobs are they stealing? And here's the thing. If somebody comes from Mexico and they can steal your job, then you ain't shit. Like straight up. If, if they come here to provide for their family, I don't see what the big deal is. I just think we got to find a way to make this shit work. I don't know exactly what we can do. Mm -hmm. There definitely needs to be some type of reform. Uh, but, no, nah, that definitely ain't no stereotype, man. The field work, like, bro, I'm just calling it how I see it, how I've always seen it. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, there are definitely different jobs 
uh, that somebody can get. I, when I, I used to actually haul milk. I was a milk hauler. And when I go to the, uh, to the dairy, it was predominantly Mexican people working in the dairy. Uh, and the funny thing about it, you want to build a wall and uh, tell them and keep people out and blah, blah, blah. But why is it that people in this country feel obligated to use, try to use them for like cheap labor? So it's like, come on, man. Like, what's what's going on? Yeah. You know, it, I don't know, man. It's just it's just a lot. So I can see why uh, Mexican people, even people in this country legally, would not like Donald Trump. It's not just because of them. It's because people who also look like them trying to make a better life for themselves mm-hmm. aren't getting a fair shake. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, should it be? Should they do it legally? Yes, but it's hard to do that shit. I got a homie that paid a ton. He's from El Salvador. He paid a ton of money and went through a bunch of shit. Everybody ain't got the resources and the money to do that. If Americans knew that they could make a better living in Canada, don't you think they would be leaving America like to go over there for health care and all kind of shit? It'd be a, a, Americans in the droves leaving. That's just God honest truth. And now I'm talking about us. So if you look at their situation where they don't have the resources, then you see why it's happening. The wall ain't going to stop nothing. That's just going to be a waste of money. Let's see here. Kind of went on a tangent there, but it all came. It it, it started with Kanye <laughs> uh, with the free thought, and then it bounced over to Donald Trump. Uh, I think that Donald Trump definitely is a free thinker, and it, uh, but it's it's very unfortunate for other people. Donald Trump is a it's, strange character. He's a strange character. Mm-hmm. I, you know, uh, I will stop, leave by saying, uh, well, switch, before I switch uh, uh, topics, <clears throat> I will say, be sure that you are thinking freely, that your thoughts are actually your thoughts. Because all the things that circulate on social media and, and Instagram and all these other places, they could they tend to form your thoughts. It's happened to me. It's happened to... I don't know who else, but I definitely know it's happened to me more than a few times where I had to check myself, you know, uh, and just make sure you're using your best judgment mm-hmm. and think about things before you really elaborate and have an opinion because your opinion may not really be yours. Yeah. All right. Um, switching gears. Find like your- once upon a time. Mm-hmm. That was like trending topics. Like LeBron is the greatest ever, and I was like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa! Hold your horses!" Oh <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> uh, man, that the LeBron shit—that's a whole another whole another ball game. <laughs> um, find your art. Find your art. Whatever your art is, find it. Mm-hmm. Find your art. What I mean by that is this. We all have an artistic side, regardless of what that is, whether it's actually painting on a canvas or uh, being a music artist, whether it's rap or, or playing an instrument mm-hmm. or whatever the case, find your art. And the reason why is because that can end up taking you places. Um, me, I, I don't have an artistic side except for you know, a, a, a podcast. Now, this podcast basically... Um, it's a form of art based on the fact that 
I can think freely. I this is not scripted. Nothing is written down. Okay, this is just right off, right off the top of my head. This is how I genuine. This is how I genuinely feel. And this, what I'm doing, is a lost art form. We live in a society that all they want to do is text, text, text. Don't call me. Don't call me. Text me. Don't call me. Text me. And what happens is we've gotten away from having conversations. Most people, they just, they have a short attention span and they can't, um, they can't really, like, actually talk. You know, I've heard, I've had people tell me, oh, you talk too much. And I'm thinking, like, how do I talk, first of all, how can you, another human being, tell me what I do too much? Mm-hmm. Like, how are you going to control? How? You, why would you want me to suppress my thoughts? Mm-hmm. You know, for one. Two, you suck. What the fuck you telling me anything <laughs> for? <laughs> you know, what's, what's your emphasis on uh, art? Since you obviously, you know, your major and whatnot. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, you know, finding... What, what is it? What is the name of the topic? Oh, finding your art. Finding your art. Yeah, I think finding your art is, it's, it's a journey. You know what I mean? You there's you, you almost like fall into these certain things. You know what I mean? And a lot of a lot of stuff is just trial and error. You know, so some people, I know people that, um, like my friend's girlfriend just the other day on on Twitter. She was. She had posted like some pictures of that she had um, drawn, and I don't know if she drawn from memory or if she was using references or what. But um, I thought it was. I just thought it was interesting because I, I, I had never known her to you know to want to draw. She had drew like a picture of the Flash and and another picture like that. So I like I reached out to her and I gave her like some advice and um, I told her how to get better at drawing and you know what websites to go to to you know, practice drawing and, you know, become a better artist and stuff like that. So that's always interesting to me. Like, I think, too, there's a, there's a lot of, um, you know, like you said, some people are su- trying to, like, suppress your thoughts or whatever. Yeah. There's some people that have, like, a passion um, for doing uh, or they want, they have a desire to do something, but they're also, like, afraid to do it because of what people might say or they uh, one of the big things is that they don't think they're good enough to do something so there's people that like like for instance drawing a lot of people that i know want to draw like i remember i I would know people that would be like oh that's so cool like you're majoring in animation i wish i could do that I, i really love animation and they'll be like oh i can't do that because i can't draw and it's just like what drawing is um Drawing, the ability to draw is like a sport or basketball or football. Like you have to actually practice to to become good at good at um, you know drawing. Drawing is the same as shooting a jump shot. You know you have to practice. <coughs> you know work on your craft, and then you can become the you know the Marvel comic book artist or you know like the Disney animators. Like these aren't people that. Like no one, you know, no one is just like six years old, and they are like this extremely um, God-gifted artist that can do pretty much anything. Like everyone that is on that level has put the time in. So, like, I, one of the things that I would say is just if you if you have a passion for something, try um, just try it, 
And if you don't think you're good at it, whether it's playing piano or playing a guitar or drawing or singing or whatever, there's always an ability to get better at it. You exactly. know, that's the one one thing that I didn't I didn't realize. Like for me, I was always like as a kid, I was always like one of the, you know, one of the better drawers at um, at least in my classes. Like, you know, we would have art assignments and I would be the one that was, you know, that mine was always like looking a little bit better than everyone else's. <clears throat> it's your opinion. <clears throat> I'm playing. <laughs> yeah, that's my opinion. <laughs> Go ahead. But um, so like, you know, go- going into um, college, I, you know, I try to marry those things with certain things. So I started out doing architecture and stuff. But one, one thing when I went to, um, I transferred to Iowa State. And at Iowa State, you take like these core classes where you take some design classes and some, you know, just a bunch of different stuff to like basically increase your um, your general knowledge of design and drawing, you know, drawing ability and stuff like that. And we had this one class and I don't even remember what the name of the class was, but the teacher was like, he was like, he was like a really good artist and he was like a cartoonist and he taught, he basically um, told me and I was art at the time I was like 20, I was like 20 years old, I think, or maybe 21 at the time I was like already 21. So like I learned so late in life and basically he told me that you can get better at drawing. And like it, it almost blew my mind because I like I was always under the impression that like whatever ability you came into this world with, like whatever you, you know, if you were a kid that was a pretty good artist in class and you can draw like, you know, you can draw like the Flash pretty cool or you can draw Batman pretty cool. Like I just thought like, you know what I mean? You go through your whole life and you're, you know, at that same level. But he was the one that told me like, no, if you just practice on these um these figure drawings every day or you do this kind of drawing every day, eventually, like, you'll get better at it. And it almost blew my mind. So, like, now to this day, I know, like, I know that that's, you know, a real thing. And I, you know, I'm able to share that knowledge with, you know, with with another person. But it, it, it almost sucks in a sense because I wish that I had known that before. I had, I think I had, an like, a grasp of the idea, like, maybe, a, like, a little seed or whatever. But no one had ever put it to me like that, and it's it, it almost sucks. I think a lot. I, I think not only with you know drawing. I'm talking about drawing, but just in general. Like if I would have known um, about like work ethic and how much like practicing something over and over would really help you. Um, to become like a master at something earlier on in life, I think I would have been in, in a different position. So if you're like a kid, you're like, you know, 16, 15 years old, and you really have a passion for something, you you should, you know, work on whatever you want to do, um, like every day, you know, set aside, set aside time. If you want to be good at basketball, if you want to be, um, if you want to be good at talking, if you want to be good at you know, doing videos, editing videos, if you want to be good at, you know, rapping or whatever, just put in the time. If you put in, you know, they talk about Malcolm Gladwell, Malcolm Gladwell has the 10,000 hour rule Yeah. about how, you know, you have to put in 10,000 hours or every, 
every um, person that has mastered whatever craft they have has put in at least 10,000 hours. And, you know, that applies to, you know, pretty much any and everything. (coughs) So do it. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely in addition to, you know, um, you see some athletes do things. You're like, how did they do that? Oh, man, dang, that looks, oh, my God, he did it so easy. Mm-hmm. Okay, whenever you see athletes do really crazy things, like with a baseball or a basketball, whatever, they have been practicing not only that move, but moves like it for hours, days, years, months. They've just been doing it over and over and over and over. And over. So you, you have to be relentless with whatever your passion is. Mm-hmm. And um, that's why... Everyone's is different. I, I really suggest you find you find out what your art is. And with me, I felt that speaking was mine. And you know, some people may say, and you can't worry what people say too. You know, if you know in your heart that you are you have a gift for something, you have to you have to believe that and understand that that's the case. Because there are so many uh, so many uh, comedians that have been booed off stages that kept on going. There have been so many basketball players that got cut from teams that kept on going. You know, and for you to for you to just give up on that would really be a disservice to yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I met a young man the other day when I was at work and he said, "Oh, I'm in a rock band, but you know, I'm working to get get the get this guitar, man, and it's just kind of like a hobby now, but I was really into it." I said, do you love music? He said, I love it, bro. I think about it. So do you think about it every day? He's like, yeah. And I was like, man, well, I suggest you get your money from this job, get your guitar, and keep on playing. And he's like, oh, really, man? I appreciate it. I said, yeah, dude, don't worry about what people tell you. If you really feel you, if you really want to get better, and if you really want to do this, then you're going to stick with it, and you're going to get better at it. You know, and I shouted my SoundCloud information. I said, I want to hear your music. And he's like, oh, man, I appreciate it, man. So stick with it, man. Find your art. Don't let people talk you out of it. Mm -hmm. If it's legitimately something you want to do, I I, I mean, I understand you have a real job. You got real time. Look, man, I'm on one of my days off, you know, Mm -hmm. and I'm at work all the time. But I, I, I made time to do a podcast. Yeah. You know. One thing, too, I would say is a, a lot of people go through this. I know a lot of, like I was talking about before, like people that like to draw in their spare time or they like to make music or they like to write poetry. And um, you run into these people and you're talking and you're they're like, yeah, you know, I do a little bit of poetry. I do a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Don't hold on to those ideas or don't hold on to those thoughts because yep. you got to put them out into the world. Exactly. Because... You don't want to be that person that passes away and then, you know, you have this book full of poetry or, you know, these drawings or this this song, this amazing song that the world never got to hear because you were too afraid to put it out. I think every uh, one of the the, you know, like Kanye West always he says in his song, like, we're all self-conscious. I'm just the first to admit it. Yeah. Like, when it comes to your art, everyone has like some sort of like insecurity unless you're like you know, the most, even like Kanye West is like the most confident person in the world talked about how, you know, just recently the past, past few months, yeah. he, lost his, he lost his confidence. Yeah. So, and, you know, you, and you almost think like the times where he was 
boasting on stage about you know how he's the Michael Jackson of, or he's you know he's the greatest of all time. I am a god. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's almost overcompensating for you know some sort of insecurity. So I don't know where I was going with that, but basically, like if you do, you know, don't don't be afraid to you know put it out or share it with your friends or. Um, there's a, you know, there's so many forums and so many blogs, art blogs and, you know, poetry blogs probably and, you know, just different mediums where people are actively seeking whatever you're, whatever you're putting out into exactly. the world. And if you're good, you know, people will find you. And if you're not that good, you can get, you can always get better. You get better. You know? You get better. And it's funny when you, <laughs> you kind of brought up Kanye again and, you said you got to put that out there, you know. And he mm-hmm. said when he talked about what he said about the whole Donald Trump thing, he said, mm-hmm. "I'm just putting this out to the universe, this energy out to the universe." Mm-hmm. Like, I just felt I needed to put this out, and I just mm-hmm. was just like laughing, like <laughs> this is a typical t- typical Kanye moment right now. Yeah. All right. Um, switching gears, haters. Now, a lot of times. A hater is different in the eye of the beholder. But let me give you some background on what a hater is to me. A hater is a person that they don't see enough within themselves so they take it out on other people. For example, you could be a regular ass person. You work a regular job. You don't got you ain't doing nothing extravagant and someone will still hate on you. You don't got to be something special to get hated on. You don't got to be worth two, three million dollars to get hated on. Mm-hmm. You could be just regular old Bob up the street and they will hate you just because you ain't doing nothing dysfunctional. Man, I've had people hate on me and I'm and my thing is, is either I was naive and didn't know it or I just didn't understand why they was doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't consider myself just some great person, but here's my thing. Uh, I do have to realize that I have haters. And if you listen to this podcast, you do too. Okay, and the bad thing about it is is they look at your life and they feel your life is better than theirs. And the fucked up thing about it is you see how much hate is in this world, especially when when you uh, go to social media and you see people like commenting on celebrity accounts, the shit they say to these people Mm -hmm. like you fucking suck. You'll never be better than so and so. And I can't believe you're still doing this. And it's like. You're talking about a person that's much more accomplished than you. Yeah. Like, your life sucks. You probably flip burger patties all day, but you still got the audacity to talk about somebody that's living their best life. Mm-hmm. Don't ever talk about somebody that's living their best life when you're not living yours. Yeah. And that's what haters do. Haters, they don't have enough going on in their life. They don't got enough energy, going positive energy in their life, so they, they hate you. And it's crazy, man. And it's like, you don't got to be bragging. You can be humble. You, Man, you cannot say nothing about what you're doing, and people still going to hate you because they're going to look at you through a microscope like, oh, he think he's doing something. He ain't doing nothing. This and that. Yeah. I bet you I got more bitches, though. Like, you <laughs> really be doing that. Yeah. Like, oh, this nigga Eddie think he's doing something. Man, I bet you he ain't got no bitches. I bet you I got more bitches than him. <laughs> it's like, they, they create contests. Yeah. They create all kind of scenarios that give them an upper hand in their mind mm-hmm. because they think that, you know, they really feel that you're better than them. That's what haters do. When they've made it up in their mind that you are better than them, then they start hating on you. 
And the reason why I under this is why I believe this to be true. Each person that I found out that was hating on me, I looked at what they was doing in their life, and they wasn't doing shit. Mm-hmm. Most people that hate ain't doing shit. I ain't never met a person that was successful, successful, and they hated on me. Mm-hmm. Not one motherfucker, because anybody that's too preoccupied with success is focused on their own shit. Anybody that's in a happy relationship is focused on their own relationship. They're not trying to fucking uh, uh, tell other people what to do. They're too focused on their own happiness. Mm-hmm. But it's people out there that's haters, man. And it's some motherfuckers that will be your friend as long as you broke. I've had this happen too. I've lost friends where you'll be flat broke. You ain't making no money. Times is rough for you and shit. And they cool with you. But you get a way better job, start making way more money than them. And you try to hit them up. Hey, let's go have drinks or let's hang out. They don't want to hang out. They don't even want to talk to you no more. Because they feel that you outdone them so much, they can't even be your friend no more. Mm-hmm. People sad. That's real, man. I don't, you know, personally, I don't, I don't know. I you like you like you said, everyone has haters. I don't have too much experience on like me personally. Maybe I just don't hear it or I don't see it. You know what I mean? And like, or people aren't actively, you know, bringing that to my attention. But it, de- it you know, it definitely does happen. You know, in that same fashion, where people. The, the type of people that are hate, there's a certain type of, you know, character that is a hater. They're, they A lot of it tends to be like, you know, whatever they're hating on, whether it's uh, a person making, like, like, um, like a person making music. If you have, like rap, rap is really subjective or, you know, music and a, a lot of art forms are, are really subjective. So if you have the energy to, you know, talk about somebody um, negatively, whether it's about, you know, oh, they trash at rapping, oh, they beat suck, or oh, right. this and this and that, you know what I mean? That, 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 that's probably some insecurity that you have with yourself. Because a lot of those times, <clears throat> those people make music too, or they're doing, or there's somebody in the same field, or there's people that get on, um, what they'll get on whatever YouTube channel or someone's someone's vlog, and then you know they'll be like, "Oh, this vlog is boring. This dude, all he do is walk around LA, or all he do is you know try to crack jokes, and they not even that funny." And then you click on their channel, and then they got like five vlogs up too, but they only got like two or three views on each video. So it's like you just kind of got to take you know haters with a grain of salt. And usually, if you got somebody that's hating on you, that means you're doing something right, honestly. So, yeah, just keep it going. Or, or sometimes people assume that that's the other thing. They assume someone's hating on them when they're not. Yeah, there are some people that that they have this amplified view of themselves, mm-hmm. and they are so narcissistic that they'd be like, "I want to tell my haters good night." If you see this post, good night, y'all. And it's like, uh, you need to calm down because yeah. there are some people that have an assumption. And they have an assumption because, you know, 
maybe they have a nice car or maybe it's somebody, it's a chick, she got a nice body or whatever. She just always assuming, they always assuming somebody hating on them or somebody wants them or whatever the case when that's not the case. So genuine hate is one thing when someone is genuinely hating on you and it's other people that assume shit's going on when ain't nothing going on. Mm-hmm. Sometimes motherfuckers is telling you the truth. Yeah. You know, sometimes motherfuckers is just like, yeah, man, like, you know, you suck, bro. Mm-hmm. And they be like, oh, so you a hater? Nah, man, you suck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm <laughs> like, you actually suck, dog. Yeah. But, yeah, man, if, if, if you catch yourself in a situation where you're dealing with a hater, and I don't want to use that too loosely, but if you... If you get in a, you get in a situation with, with a hater, just don't give them no energy. Don't give them no energy, man. You just got to keep doing what you're doing. Because imagine it like this. Let's say you're doing, you're doing good and they're hating you. Then just they really going to hate you when you start doing real good. Yeah. Just do better. Mm-hmm. Do better because it benefits you. Mm-hmm. For, first of all, it benefits you. And if somebody hating on you, then they're just going to hate. Just don't even acknowledge it. You know? All right. Switching, switching gears. Them damn Redskins cheerleaders. Uh, I guess they're... Go ahead and elaborate on the story, and I'll go ahead and... I don't know the story, like, wholly, but I guess what happened was there was, um, you know, the the football team, the Redskins, they they have cheerleaders, and the cheerleaders were, um, I guess they were... Somehow a, a calendar was brought to their attention, and... They were told to, um, they were, I guess, I don't know if it was like a beach scene or what, what, however it happened, but I think they went, uh, Costa Rica, maybe they might have went to Costa Rica. So I think they went to Costa Rica and they're doing this photo shoot and then they show up and then, um, I guess the people, person running the shoot is like, yo, we need you to be topless. And then they're like, what? You didn't tell us that before. Like, why are you just kind of throwing this on us now? And then, so I guess the girls, some of the girls agreed to do it. I don't know if all of them or some of them agreed to do it. And then all of a sudden, there's like these boosters out there um, watching the photo shoot. And then the girls are just like, what? Like, why is why are these people watching this, you know, do this photo shoot? I guess they proposed to them like, yo, you're going to be topless, but we're going to cover it up. So it's going to be like, you know, one of those situations where, you know, her arm is across her chest and we're going to shoot it from a certain angle so you won't be... Uh, actually nude or some of the girls like painted their bodies and stuff like that so they're not like completely nude and I guess you know people were like they had people um, affiliated with the team that was just actually just watching them you know do these photo shoots and I guess the girls were uncomfortable with that and um, um, and then I guess after all of this happened the same people or the same boosters or whatever they um, they they basically told the girls like you're gonna go on dates with these people and you guys are gonna be escorts uh, for for these people and I guess they were forced to forced to do that at the end of the night and yeah that was pretty much it I guess. Wow, <coughs> um, this is this is what I'll say. I, I think that it's it's wrong that uh, these cheerleaders were uh, in this situation, but and to be completely honest. When you are in that situation, you can just say no and walk away. Now they got flew out there. I don't know. I don't know the full story on their end. I don't know if they were naive or if they figured it was just something for the team. Uh, but this is this is the biggest issue that I have 
And I think that if a woman wants to be sexy, she can be sexy. But you got to be careful with using your sexuality as power. I notice a lot of women, especially on social media, you know, they'll be like, you know, half naked on uh, like on uh, fitness Instagram things. And I'm thinking like, I understand you're trying to get followers, but you, you, you got to understand how badly men sexualize women. And then when women use that sexuality as power, then that's just bad because now you got you got men that don't know how to treat women. And then you got women that are using that sexuality as power. So you got two situations that's just fucked up. Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to blame the women in any way, but I'm just keeping it 100. Like as an adult, we understand, you know, for every action, there's a reaction. And a lot of times that reaction ain't going to be in your favor. You got to understand what comes with that reaction. And these cheerleaders got put in a situation um, and the boosters was there and they wanted them topless. I just think you simply can say no. Okay, let me flip it around. I was telling you earlier. Like imagine you in the NFL, right? And you waiting on the NFL draft. You don't get drafted, right? Mm -hmm. But then you got a team that call you out for, they call you in for a tryout. And it's like you and eight of the rookies in a room. And they say, all right, uh, we want to take a picture of you guys. We need all you guys to uh, take, put your pants down and get naked. I'm going to walk right the fuck out. Yeah. I'm going to be like, why you got me next to, naked to, next to a bunch of dudes? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The- I think now that I'm thinking about it, I, I don't know. Like, it would be cool or good to hear, like, one of the girls talk. Exactly. The more and more I'm thinking about it, the way, the way it, the way it, um, it kind of played out, it feels like they were kind of like pushing pushing the um, moving the needle just a little bit more and more each time. Like, hey, girls, come out to Costa Rica. We're going to do a photo shoot. And then, you know, you got the photographer there. Like, oh, I like that angle right there. I really like it. Why don't we just um, take your top off? And then they're like, oh, okay, this, this shouldn't be hard. You're not even going to be naked in the picture. Oh, okay, that shouldn't be too bad. And then all of a sudden, like, these people show up. And then, you know, you got like, you know, five horny old, old white men looking at you. And you just like, <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I, that situation, like, I, 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 like, you know, like you said, there's, you know, you can, you always have a choice. Exactly. But, um, like, I would, I wish I knew more about the story to where I could be like, oh, okay, you, you really, you really had the, um, opportunity to say no but like on top of that like i was saying earlier is like being a cheerleader is not like that great of a job no, like they they're cheerleading you know every week from for uh for the football season they may cheerlead up for um each game probably about uh you know 20 plus games out of the year you know um you know only well i guess you 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 may have like eight home games, so plus you know two or three um, preseason games, maybe. So you know maybe like ten, eleven, twelve weeks out of the year, you these people are cheerleading. Cheerleaders only getting paid minimum wage. You're only working for a few weeks out of the year. Like it's not. I guess there's there's a certain like um, coolness with being a like a Laker girl or being a cow cowboy cheerleader or something like that but at the end of the day it's really just a terrible job you're you're dancing half naked for 
ten something an hour. Yeah, yeah, like, yes, minimum wage, man. Yeah, it's just, it's just, it's, it's crazy. They they use they use cheerleading as a uh, uh, stepping stone, basically. Mm -hmm. uh, what it also says here, and this is what it says. They were required to post topless for a 2013 photo shoot while spectators invited by the team looked on. Just one incident in which women recounted being uncomfortable with the team's expectations. Some of the cheaters were also required to attend a nightclub event as escorts for some of the team's male sponsors. According to the Times, the cheaters said there was no sex involved, but they felt like the team was pimping us out. And I'm thinking to myself, like, if you ever feel like you're in a situation that you don't like, you don't got to roll with it. You don't got to roll with it. I'm not trying to say what the team was doing was right. But at the end of the day, man, like, you don't have to fucking do it. Yeah. And I think we live in a time where people tend to overreact instead of instead of analyze the situation. Yeah. They say, men are pigs. They don't know how to treat women. That's not right. Don't jump on that boat yet. Mm -hmm. Relax. Mm-hmm. Because we got to look at the whole picture. First of all, these are extremely rich men. I think we need to be more analytical of our decisions. Okay? And if you're questioning why do they want me to go out here, is this really for the team? Why are the people looking at me with my titties out? Yeah. Once you see that shit going on, then you look to the other girl and say, hey, look, I don't feel comfortable with this. I need to call them and tell me to send me back home because I think I know what's about to happen. And then you were required to be an escort to go with these old men. And you're required to do this. Like, how are you required to do it? I still think it's an option. You still can tell them no. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? A lot of older men and rich men love to be around beautiful women. Mm -hmm. And there are a lot of beautiful women that are willing to take advantage of that opportunity. Meaning, even if they know they don't have to fuck the guy, they know they can make money off of it. There are some women, there, there are literally some escorts that go on dates with no sex and get paid thousands of dollars. That is a proven fact. Now, am I stating that these women did that? I'm not stating that they did that. All I'm saying is, it's like, I mean, you get out there, even when you get out there, you still have an option to say no. Like, you still can say no. I think that, to, I think that to these guys, obviously, they ain't no good. But to just demonize the way that they're demonizing all men with situations where women literally could say no, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, that that I think that's a bad a bad narrative. Basically, like a lot there was the girl on ESPN was talking about how we need to teach young men how to talk to women and treat women. Well, if you're rich and you let the owner of the Redskins know, like, hey, I want to take this girl out on a date. And then you're like, hey, you have to go on a date with this girl. I mean, with this dude. And then she says, okay, like that's called consent. Yeah, like what what do you what do you what do you want them to do? You know what I mean? I I guess you can be there's a way to approach it in a more passive aggressive way, but mm -hmm. you know, if you're a man and you're a millionaire, you're probably an alpha male. You probably you're used to getting what you want. Mm -hmm. So I mean, you're not only talking to women like that. You're talking to people like that. Mm -hmm. Does it give you the excuse to do anything inappropriate? No, it does not give you the rights or excuse to do anything appropriate. Mm -hmm. But the fact of the matter is, is we can't live in this fairy world where men shouldn't do that. And blah, blah, blah. that's not how life works. Mm -hmm. It comes down to you being an adult and understanding how men conduct themselves, how women conduct themselves and behaving and reacting accordingly. 
and uh, reacting according to your morals. Morally, if you see something ain't right for you, get the fuck out. Yeah. Period. That's it, what the, the 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 hardest part for me to grasp is like just the the kind of job cheerleading is. It's not. Yeah. It's it it looks cool in the grand scheme of things, but there's these women are literally like filing lawsuits against the NFL to get paid more money. Yeah. Like you're not getting paid. Like for me personally, I wouldn't be able to like, I, f- I feel like, you know, they said something about they were getting pimped out. I feel like you're almost pimping yourself out. If yeah. you want to yeah, you're gonna be travel. I mean, if you want to put so much work in, you know, and be in the public eye and then you going home to, you know, scraps, you know what I yeah. mean? Pretty much, like doing a job like that where you're, you're, you know, you're all on the NF, you know, you're in the halftime show and you're doing this and you're, you know, they're getting snapshots of you during the Super Bowl of like smiling and like waving your pom poms in front of the camera, T.O. grabbing your pom poms out of your hand and whatnot yeah. and dancing is, you know, it's just like, and all, all for that little bit of money, you know what I mean, like. I don't know. It just I mean, sounds crazy to me. But there's <clears throat> also a flip side to it because sometimes, you know, it is a stepping stone and you can't use it for another platform. Yeah. Uh, depending on what's going on, a lot of models, beca- I mean, a lot of uh, uh, cheerleaders do become models or whatnot. And it can be used for another platform. And and all major success is not always tied to Wait, it. Wait, I, I want to um, say, I didn't mean like... Got it. The job, the job itself is cool, but I just meant like... You shouldn't you shouldn't break your morals Got over it. that kind of job. Got you know it. what I mean? You Got shouldn't it. break your morals for any kind of job, but Got especially it. a job where you can literally go apply at McDonald's and be making the same amount of money. That's a very good point. Yeah. That's a very good point. And you know what? And it that's what it comes down to. Another thing I want to mention is this. This is going to rub a lot of women the wrong way. But let's just be real. You know that a lot of men have, uh, what would we say, primal instincts? <laughs> <laughs> okay, now, I think women understand the reaction they're getting when they have a low-cut blouse, when they have their butt cheeks showing, when they are half-naked, and they know that that men are sexually driven. And that's not a good thing uh, based on the fact that Men don't know how to behave themselves. Does that give them an excuse to do what they're doing? Fuck no. I'm not Mm -hmm. saying that. What I'm saying is, is this. Is that for every reaction, there is a reaction. For every initial reaction, there will be another reaction. Mm -hmm. So if you got your titties out and some dude pops up, man, you got big old titties. Is that a respectful thing to say? Fuck no, it's not. But if it happens and you look at the picture and your tits are out, don't question why it happened. You know why it fucking happened. Yeah. Okay. You know why it happened, and um, that's like that 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 whole slut walk thing. Oh yeah. It's like you can't, you can't really like we've we've been wearing clothes ever since you know, Adam and Eve you know, screwed everything up. <laughs> so you can't all of a sudden like in two thousand eighteen try to change the narrative on like nudity and how a woman's body is perceived. You know what I mean? It, you can't just be like, you know, 
you can't just want like equal opportunity. Like you can't like it's okay for men to have shirts off, so it should be okay for women to have shirts off. That's just like that's not that's not to me that's not like a real fight. Like, no, no. <laughs> like women getting the right to vote is like a real fight. Thank you. Like, yeah, fighting to thank you be nude is like <laughs> is blasphemy. Double like, and, and the sad thing you you're completely spot on and double standards definitely exist. I I see them. Because I have male privilege. I realize as a man, mm-hmm. there are certain things I can get away with that a woman cannot. If I said, damn, I just fucked four chicks this week. That shit was dope. It's going to be dudes giving me high fives. Like, oh, man, oh, that's real. But if a woman had mentioned that she fucked four guys, oh, that's not not that's not ladylike. <laughs> oh, that's just, that's bad. Like, oh, my gosh, she a hoe. Or, and then women will condemn her as well as men. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... There are double standards that definitely exist, and women have double standards uh, in their favor against men, as well. And yeah, that's 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 definitely some. Oh yeah, you can't be like a dude, like a straight guy at least. A straight guy can't be like, dang, that nigga look good. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. You know, I think any real <clears throat> man, though, I think that. A man can't acknowledge when a uh, another guy is actually fairly good looking. Not like, hey man, you look good, but more or less less be like, okay, this guy's obviously pretty handsome guy. Because if a guy is ugly, men that first instinct is to talk shit. Nigga, you ugly. Look at you, old big lip, big nose, old fucking. You know, Mm -hmm. that's what men do. They they will make fun of another man for being ugly, but they're never gonna openly admit that another man is handsome because that's gay. But we know when another man is actually fairly good looking. We know. Mm-hmm. Even some men feel threatened by him. Like, man, I ain't bringing my girlfriend around that nigga, man. He look way better than me. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> you know? <clears throat> um, but yeah, man. I, like you said, the whole the whole uh, slut walk thing, that's not really a real fight. It, it's really not. I, I can't say how a woman should be because yeah. as a man, I just don't feel like that's my place. But at the same time, some of that shit is just that whole Amber Rose shit is stupid to me. Yeah, I don't, I don't see, I don't, I don't understand it. I don't get it. Maybe that's my ignorance, but I don't know. I, I, I just think they're going about it the wrong way. Yeah, they're going about the wrong way. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I just think it's just, it's just, it's anti slut so and so. First of all, I don't consider a woman who wants to have consensual sex with men a slut. So let's just kill that whole fucking narrative. Let's kill the whole narrative. A woman that wants to have consensual sex with other men or a good amount of men is not a slut. She's doing the same thing that a man is doing. Mm-hmm. She a grown motherfucking woman. And she wants to fuck five guys in a short period of time. That's her business. Is that a real fight, though? It's not a fight. Like, is it, does that really mean anything in the, the, sl- in the grand scheme I, of things? I just things? think the slut, the slut walk is a way for her to play on the emotions of people who actually feel like they're being uh, held down, b- bonded by society, and I want to fuck 30 guys, and listen, I'm tired of being, you know, and you could play on the minds of people who literally feel that way. I think, and, and also make money on it at the same time. I think that the, the one idea that I do agree with is that um, a woman shouldn't, like, Whatever she is wearing shouldn't like. There's there's not a core like they have they 
they try to like push that correlation between exactly. like, oh, a girl got raped. Oh, what was she wearing? Like, you shouldn't have been wearing that. That idea, like, I agree with. That's I don't not think, cool. Yeah, I That's don't think cool. whatever a girl's wearing, you know, if she's wearing, you know, yoga pants exactly. or whatever, that that doesn't cause like that, that doesn't cause her. for it, a man to put his hands. Yeah. Like, when I when I mentioned the the comparison of. I'm saying when a woman wears certain things, she knows the type of reaction <clears throat> she's going to get from it. Yeah. But does that give a man any ammunition to do anything? Fuck no. Mm-hmm. I, I think as a, as a man, you should never put your hands on a woman that, she, that you don't know. Like, hey, let me talk to you. Keep your hands to yourself. You know, if a woman is feeling you, then it's going to be a vibe. You ain't, you ain't got to be forcing it or putting your hands on her. Um and you can't, and if a woman is raped, it's very insensitive to say, what was she wearing? Yeah. I think that is the most fucked up, senseless bullshit you can say. Mm-hmm. What was she wearing? What does it matter? Yeah. Why the fuck is you out here raping women? I think that's, that's the bigger question. Why, mm-hmm. why, why do men feel compelled to push up and grab on them? Yeah. You know, that, that, that in itself is weird. Mm-hmm. And oh, I, I think I mentioned it. I don't know if I mentioned it yet. But ladies, if you're listening to this podcast and you made it this far, uh, if you and you got a lot of men that admire your pictures and like 300, got 300, 400 likes and posting booty pics and everybody loves you, stop posting your location on social media. Stop posting. Don't post when you at the gym. Don't post when you at a restaurant. It's literally people that it's people that, that got Snapchat. Yes. And don't know that yeah. their geo like the geo, the geo tags the geo still, tags on there or whatever that thing is. Yo, it's a it's it's a it's some rapey dudes out there that will find your ass. I'm telling you straight up. So turn your location off, especially you posting you drinking. Yeah, it's dudes Woo! that will go. Yeah, yeah, you posting pictures. Give me another one. Yeah, and then a lot of times too, when it it happens with men and women, but. When women get real drunk and they're all out there with their friends, they get all scattered out, and then they got one of their friends sitting at the bar by herself, and some dude a slip of Bill Cosby in your cup. <laughs> I didn't mean that to be funny, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? It's slip of fucking something in your cup. Uh, <laughs> that sounds like a drug you take at a party. You be lit. Hey, it comes slip of pudding pop. <laughs> You see Bill Cosby come out of nowhere like gibbity gobbity. <laughs> yeah, man. You put a fat Albert in your drink. Hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Heck no. No, man. But uh, ultimately, man. That just, nigga gonna die in jail. Yeah. Hey, that's on him. Hey, that dude. And this is kind of going off on a tangent, but. Don't ever get too caught up in trying to, oh, he's a good person. Oh, they're a good, nice person. Don't ever just say something like that about a person. Yeah, don't ever don't put nothing past nobody. Don't put nothing past nobody. Bill Cosby is a serial rapist, okay? Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> the guy we grew up watching the fucking Jello pudding pop, Jello jigglers, and him being uh, um, the Bill, uh, a doctor on Bill Cosby and and especially in a black community, being a successful and good role model in a black community, but you turned out to be a fucking serial rapist. I, I think that we need to take a step back and we need yeah. to stop. That ju- was people defending him. Yeah, too. Real, I never real did. Hard. Like, I oh, never- Bill Cosby didn't do that. Bill Cosby was our father figure. Yeah, and then you got them pro-black people that's like 
that's like racist at the same time too. That'd be mm-hmm. like, man, they just doing this because these white girls over there saying they got raped. I'm like, hey, mm-hmm. hey, 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 yeah. hey, 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 brother, brother. Maybe he really did it. I mean, yeah, maybe he really fucking did it. And then more cases came out. And then more cases came out. And mm-hmm. then more cases came out. And it's like, bro, as a man, you need to understand that you, if you put yourself in yeah, positions. That, oh, go ahead. I'll let you go ahead. You had a thought. No, I was just saying, like, a lot, you know, a lot of the rape, the rape culture that we promote as men yeah. is, like, basically um, immediately saying that these people are um, innocent. When, you know, I don't know the percentages, but That's sometimes true. these people is really guilty. Bro, like, people are right. really getting raped out here. Bro, you right. <clears throat> that That is definitely a rape culture reaction where yeah. they, so-and-so, they, they get, they... Innocent, they didn't do nothing. Especially athletes, like oh, yeah. he, you know, he innocent. He didn't, you know, she just wants some money, or yeah. you know, you just want some fame, or you just want some, like no, I don't know of, you know, maybe there's some like twisted um, minds out there, yeah, where people just want to like you know promote rape to get money or whatever. But yeah, the the repercussions of dealing with like the aftermath of yeah. accusing someone of um, raping them is like. Is a life that you know. There's so many people that have committed suicide because of that. You know yeah. what I mean? They people sending them hate mail. Oh, you, especially when it comes to athletes, like people will find your 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 address and send you mail. Like such and such didn't do that. He would never do that. He's a star basketball player. He's a star football mm-hmm. player. He would never do that. You need to die. You need to roll over in your grave. Yeah. I'll kill you. This is like yeah. no one wants to d- deal with that, especially if it didn't happen. So exactly. We should like you know we should we should really really you know start trying to hear both sides and Definitely. also one thing that we we should know is that R Kelly was proven or I don't know if they settled or whatever but he was not proven guilty and we all know that nigga did that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So some of these people might be proven innocent, but they, we yeah. know for sure they did that. Yeah, you know what? I, this is the only reason why I would make the assumption that R. Kelly would be guilty. And that's based on the fact that he was in an open relationship with Aaliyah and she was only like 15 years old. That's so gross. And I'm just thinking like, I just, you know, I, I just thought about it one day and I just was like, please God, don't tell me he was peeing on Aaliyah too. Oh, bruh. Like, that'd that's, be horrible. She yeah. had a beautiful voice. I, that that whole thing, you know, one day, you know, you just wake up one day and you're like, dang. And you, you looking, there was like interviews with him just sitting on the couch and Aaliyah sitting over there. Yeah. She, she ain't even hit puberty yet. She yeah. flat chested and flat everything. And, and everything. this nigga, R. Kelly, sitting up over there. He like 39 years old. Like yeah, Back then, I think he was, oh shit. I got to look that up. Bro. He was, I think he was around his 30s. Yeah, I think Back then, because he old now, bro. Mm-hmm. He he got, he, he easily around, he Late easily 50s. around 50s. Yeah. Yeah. And the dude has had a history of young women. I think it's a, it's, it's a sickness. Just the way he answered the question. Like, R. Kelly, do you like young girls? What do you mean by young girls? Like, bro, that's... <laughs> how do you skate out of that question? <laughs> that's that's what do you the mean? most blunt question you can ask. <laughs> like, what, what do you mean? Like, how the young be talking? <laughs> I think that's what he said next. Like, nigga, yeah. You, you teenagers? Yeah. I mean... 
16 years old is not. And you can't even, you know? like, you can't even blame Aaliyah. She's just a young girl. Yeah, like, very impressionable. You know what I mean? Very impressionable. You know, you got a big music guy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and you know what? Let me also say this, the whole rape culture. The biggest, the worst, one of the worst parts of the rape culture, actually, when I was a kid, we watched Snoop Dogg and, uh, how they would, you All know, music ain't, ain't, ain't no fun to the, if the homie mm-hmm. can't have none and we, and we, everybody's singing that. Like, you basically rapping about your homies, all your homies fucking one chick. Yeah. If that's not rape culture, bro, don't tell me what is. And in, in addition to that, you got uh, different rap videos of chicks twerking, niggas uh, uh, putting tip drill, tip drill putting uh, credit cards down their butt crack and yeah. slapping their booty and, uh, and uh, cho- uh, it was one video where this dude had like a leash on the girl's neck and he was like choking her out with the other hand. I'm just like, bro, this shit here, it's just just the degrading of women and the rape culture of men. Like it's it's horrible. You know, you, you know, the crazy part back then, the people with those opinions against, you know, all the sexual looked at them crazy. Yeah. Like, it's like, oh, you old. Shut up. Shut up. Oh, you old. Bro, it, it ain't it ain't never been right to say it ain't no fun if the homie I ain't never thought about running no train on a girl, <laughs> bro. That's weird to me. I'm sorry. Yeah. Ain't, ain't no way in hell that I'd be like, oh, oh, you wanna fuck too? Hey, all right, call the homie up so we all can fuck. Like that's just weird. My nigga DeAndre gonna come through. You gonna let him? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like like take care of me first. You know, cause I'm the <laughs> homie. So take like. Let me hit it first, and then the homie Ray J, Daquan, <laughs> you know, Marquise. My homie Chris Brown going to slide And it's down. like, the sad. I think the saddest thing about it is the girl feel like she has to agree. Like, yeah. all right, all right, all right. That's like, a lot of peer, peer pressure. Is a, is yeah. A, you know, it's, hard. It, it's bad. So yeah. do I believe that some of these women are under pressure, uh, and they feel like they're put their, their um, back is against the wall? I definitely do. In all cases, no. In, 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 in all cases, no, where they could have made the decision, yeah. Mm-hmm. But in some cases where men are, especially popular men like, you know, Snoop Dogg or somebody else, tell them, man, take your titties, take your top off or get off my set. That's a different type of pressure. Yeah, that's a different type of pressure. Snoop Dogg, you know Snoop what I mean? Like, famous, he show me your popping, titty- yeah. Show me your titties and get out my motherfucking face. <laughs> Show me your titties right now. Show me your titties right now and get out of my motherfucking face. You sound like Snoop Dogg mixed with like, uh, um, what's the dude from Hustle and Flow? Oh. <laughs> I've been making this music, man. Show, sh- show me your titties, man. <laughs> All I know is I've been out here on the streets making this goddamn money. All these bitches won't get my motherfucking money. Show me your titties, man. <laughs> you know it's hard out here for us here. You sound like Snoop Dogg mixed with Terrence Howard. Terrence Howard. Oh, no. Hey, you see the memes of that guy? Oh, it was like, it, it showed like, okay, <clears throat> it showed like superheroes. Mm-hmm. And then it said like Superman, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> oh, oh man, that's oh, this is horrible, man. This is Tangent City, right? <laughs> here. You're off on a tangent. 
Yeah, I, but you know, I I think as men that don't, as men that we we don't know what women go through. Like I think women would be best to explain that. But at the same time, we do realize that a lot of men are completely out of line with the shit yeah. they be doing. We know that some of our old uh, teammates that we play football with or certain ways that they interacted with women that they thought were okay. Mm-hmm. Women that they didn't even know, they walk into them like, hey, what's up, girl? And they'd be like... I ain't gonna front. I was like first grade or something. Uh-huh. And I don't know what it was. We was just walking to... Uh, I think it was walking to lunch. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. like at, at McKinley, mm-hmm. they would have they would literally have like lines on the cement to, yeah. to walk like single yeah. file lines down oh, yeah. the hallways or whatever. <clears throat> so, you know, we all walking to class. It's like, I'm in the first grade. Yeah, I think I might have been in... Yeah, I might have been in the second grade or something like that. And this this girl, this girl named Happy, just she's like what? Cam- she like she Cambodian or something like that. Oh, okay. We just walk into class, and for whatever reason, I I think it was part of like you know the rap videos and yeah. you know Friday and Friday after next yeah. and all the movies is out and stuff like that. And for whatever reason, I just grabbed this girl's booty. Yeah. And didn't even think twice about it. <laughs> yeah. I think I think that there's been times, there's been times where I haven't been the most innocent person, you know. Uh, but at the end of the day, I don't put my hands on women. Mm-hmm. I think when you're a child, I think that that's still wrong. But you're a kid mm-hmm. living in the rape culture, not realizing that it's not right to put your hands on women. As a grown man, you don't replicate that. Yeah. So I think as a, as a kid, you remember grabbing the <clears throat> booty. You know, mm-hmm. it's your first real like you know experience with you know grabbing booty. <laughs> I know that just sounded wrong. I, I was it, a rookie at grabbing booty. Yeah, you gotta <laughs> gotta get your reps up. <laughs> you know, I, you know, you know what gives me mm-hmm. pleasure about grabbing a booty when it's a consensual booty grabbing. Ooh, I'm not trying. I'm not putting my hands on a, on a woman that's like no stop. It's dudes that literally will be told stop and keep following women, walking behind them. Listen, look, girl, look, girl. She already told you to leave her alone. Why are you still following her? Why are you trying to? Why Why are you trying to give her massages? It's dudes yeah. that will walk up to a chick like, "Hey, what's up? Hey, hey, this massage fire, huh?" And they'd be like, "No, no, no, don't touch me." He's like, "No, look, let me try it." Yeah. It's like, bruh, yeah. keep your motherfucking hands to yourself. Niggas be over there like. Come over here, Mai. Let me give you a massage, Mai. I look here. Look here, Mai. I've been working on this CD for a little bit. I let me see your titties, Mai. <laughs> I got these songs in my head, Mai. I man. got these motherfucking songs in my head, Mai. <laughs> I'm trying to shoot a music video, Mai. I need you to be out there with your titties out, Mai. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, dang. Hey, I ain't seen that movie in so long. I don't even know if that movie was good or bad. It was just, it was just, it was just it. Like I, I think it's a good movie. It's, it's a pretty good movie, actually. It's just funny when you look back at it. Like definitely, it won an award. What the soundtrack won an award, didn't it? That song, yeah, uh, hard Ju- out here for yeah, Juicy J. And I was like, it was so weird to see Juicy J up on stage at the Oscars. Yeah, at the fucking Oscars. Yeah, we tripping, Mike. We tripping, Mike. We got an Oscar, Mike. Yeah, Juicy J been rapping. I the didn't same realize way. that they. The, that man, like they say, they, they don't say it like that. they don't say it like because t- Terrence be like mine, yeah. But they be like mine, 
It's a different tone to it, but yeah, it is. And so that's Juicy J been rapping the same way for over twenty years. Yeah, like I, Juicy J, one of my favorite rappers, but it, mm. it's kind of weird. Like it's only because I've been listening to Juicy J since I was like in the sixth grade. Yeah, that's like ninety six. That's crazy. And he been rapping. Turn the club up. Turn the club up. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we're coming to an end on this podcast, and we've done a whole lot of talking off topic today, but I hope it was uh, uh, cool for your view, your listening pleasure. Um, you got anything you'd like to add about anything that we literally just like went on a tangent about? Um, hold on, let me look at my notes. That's very studious of you, Pete. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> nope, I think that's it, man. I think we covered everything. All right. And since <clears throat> we did, uh, if you made it to the end of this podcast, I'd definitely like to thank you uh, for listening on in. And, uh, hey, be sure to drop a comment uh, on uh, my SoundCloud account. If you got me on uh, Instagram or Snapchat or uh, Facebook. Uh, be sure to send me a comment if you'd like to hear anything. And in addition, I would love to have uh, a guest on there, someone who can have uh, elaborate discourse and who is not closed-minded. So hopefully someday I will have the honors of having you on my podcast. Until then, we you've been listening to the Truckers Mind Podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy, K-Things. And we out of here. Peace.